Hello everybody, how's it going and welcome back to the As Always podcast. This is episode 169, I'm your host James and I'm joined as always by Tyler. As always, how's it going my friend? It's going pretty good, how you doing? Not too bad, not too bad, happy to be here, excited to be here mm-hmm. um, for this episode of the As Always podcast. Lots to talk about, which is always exciting. Um, what's mm-hmm. going on with you, what's new, what's happening? Um, what is happening? Good question. I haven't chatted in a um, while. What- We've not I chatted did Clubhouse in a while. By, we... I've done Clubhouse by myself. I'm yeah. not sure if you listened to any of it. It was fucking ridiculous. I did not listen to it, no. Um, I'll have to tell you about it in the next episode because we. I did the travel show without you. I had to do like something. Oh, I for did. Content. I did see. I did see that. I did see people discussing it, which is uh, you yeah. know that's good. It's it's it is our it, it is the only segment that is you know worthwhile. It, yeah, um, yeah, it's really, really Clubhouse is It's become, the best thing we do. And, try, and honestly, it was still fucking hilarious. Um, that's great. That's good. Thing. It was the worst place we've gone to. To um, uh, South, I went to South Dakota, went to the right. town of Winner, and went to this awful fucking cafe. Like, I actually gagged on the podcast. Oh, no. I actually almost threw up. I'm, I have a really, I'm a visual person. I like, I can think of things to gag, but I saw this bowl of diarrhea and I almost threw up. Oh, diarrhea and grilled cheese. Oh my up. god! Shout out to Clubhouse over on Patreon.com forward slash as always. So if you like what you're listening to here and you want to hear or see more, head over to Patreon.com forward slash as always, and you get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet, the Clubhouse podcast. There's over 145 episodes right now that you can go stream for just as little as one dollar a month, or 10 percent off if you do an annual subscription. Head over there, check it out, and thank you to our producers that make the show happen. That's Baron Keen, Damien the Nuts, Orange Nine, Ferentino, Flash Products, Ollie Olbrick. King Richard III, Ryan Hafer, and Ballsack47. Thank you, Sweet Vintage Lads, for helping power this podcast. Um, all right, James. So, mm-hmm. this episode of the As yes. Podcast, got a few things to go through. We've got, again, full spoilers for House of the Dragon, episode two and episode three. That's why we delayed this, as always. Again, I assume we're going to, throughout House of the Dragon, we're just going to keep delaying it so we can cover the most up-to-date two episodes since it's yeah. in every fortnight show mm-hmm. um and we'll talk a bit about the rings of power i have just as we're talking right now publishing my first breakdown law breakdown of episode one and two of the rings nice. of power lord of the ring show on amazon um where i go full in depth but i would like to talk to you about that as well mm-hmm. um i assume we'll probably do that before we'll leave house of dragons to the end um is there anything else going on is there any other news any anything i should know about in 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 the world of i don't know um... games and tv i don't really follow games anymore. i don't think I don't so know what's going on what's coming out um, oh the last of us came out didn't it the last the of us came out yes what was that like is that good was that uh, fun yeah yeah i had a good time with it i thought it was great it was it was it was uh fun to 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 replay it having it looking like the last of us part two it added a lot more emotion to so many of the scenes that i didn't think like i was already i'm already obviously emotionally invested in the last of us but so many moments where when you get to see like the performances really shine through on you know in, in graphics that looked like the last was part two it was um yeah it was really really good to like see that game in like a sort of experience a lot of the emotional beats again for the almost like for the for, for the first time um yeah. which was really really cool um and in terms of like you know combat encounters and stuff the enhanced ai that like is way more aggressive made it so different like i felt like in a lot of the encounters I was going to like areas of the scenario space that I didn't go to before and like interacting with it a bit differently just because like the enemies were so aggressive that you sort of have to, you know, think about where you are a little bit more, which which made it, uh, you know, more fun and sort of made it a new experience. So I thought it was really, really good. Um, and I had a good time with it. So yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. Uh, would you recommend <clears throat> checking it out, I guess, because I love The Last of Us Part 2. 
love, love, love last parts. Mm-hmm. When I really like the first one. Um, so adding the emotion to the scenes, that's really great. Gameplay-wise, mechanic-wise, when you say different, how different does it feel? Um, I think the gameplay remains fairly unchanged i'd say it's a bit more responsive and the main yeah. thing is the ai being changed sort of just forces you to play a bit differently um yeah. in different situations which i think is a big thing but did uh, they add anything story-wise or was it simply just uh no it was it was exactly the same yeah yeah um but uh i mean they add things like in in terms of gameplay like the the workbenches now will have like the last of us part two animations which is nice um and stuff like that um they got like a bunch of like little like collectibles and unlockables and things like that which is nice naughty dog do that in like nathan drake collection had it uncharted 4 had it uh, and i assume last of Us part 2 had it as well um but yeah i mean it's it's something that i would recommend playing it just depends on whether you know the person like who's gonna play it thinks that the the 70 price tag is worth that product or not i guess um, but I think it's it's there's no question about the level of effort and care that went into making it. Um, it just depends whether you think, do I want to pay seventy dollars to play a story I've already pay, pl- played that's like the definitive version of that? If the answer is no, then obviously you know wait for it to go on sale or whatever. Um, but you know, for for me, I love The Last of Us. I love this story so much, um, and I also ju- just love playing the game too. I feel like it plays well, um, and I do I do think the AI changes enhance the combat scenarios enough that it did feel like a like a like a new experience while still playing like the last of us um, and also the the ps5 controller stuff like the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers it was so fucking good like every, there was tiny little things like cars passing by in the distance you'd like feel it on the controller but it would like feel like it, it felt like a distant rumble it was like so weird um and like you know gun reloads and like the workbench stuff and like just shooting a weapon like felt different from weapon to weapon it's really cool um so yeah no i i i'd recommend playing it i think it's i think it's really cool and good and i enjoyed it so yeah yeah it's awesome i mean maybe one day maybe one day i'll i'll mm-hmm. do it i mean i'd like to i mean it looked fantastic visually and um i'd love to revisit part one after especially after <clears throat> part two and that was such a yeah yeah awesome experience um there's something i wanted to bring up to you actually that's in pop culture that i saw today and it Mm -hmm. might be old news but have you heard of the olivia wilde movie um don't worry darling i think's the name of it it's got florence Pugh, harry styles in it i think i have seen a trailer for it or something yeah i remember seeing a trailer i'm like this looks interesting i mean i love florence Pugh, Mm -hmm. um but the drama behind this fucking movie is out of this world really why Um, well because olivia wilde um had an affair with harry styles on the set she's the director and also accident um as well um i'm just trying to find the video uh uh, florence Pugh didn't want to do or isn't going to be involved in any press conferences but she was at the red carpet Mm-hmm. so apparently there's some drama there that she didn't enjoy being on the set at all mm, um and chris pine is also in the movie and apparently just no one got along this is the room these are all rumors rumor speculation but at the premiere today at a film festival i think in i think it's in venice um 
uh, there's a video that looks like Harry Styles spits on Chris Pine. Right. When he what? goes to take take his seat. No dude. way. Does that yeah, real thing it, that happens? It, there's dude, no dude, way. Dude, That's dude, so dude, dumb. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, Could you imagine? There's no way. Dude, I think happens. he did. I think he did. Send me this link. I, I got to see this. I think he did. Watch him, how subtle it is. Now, Harry comes down, and as he goes to sit down, looks like he spits, and watch Chris stop clapping. Now, you tell me when you got the video okay, up. Okay, hold on. Hold on. It's just loading. Fuck me. Come on. Let's go. Right. Holy shit, Twitter. Let's load. Mate, what are you, what the fuck? All I can see is a blue bird in the middle of my screen. It went fuck it. Let me let me try refreshing. What the fuck? Why is it not working? Oh, here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Right. Let's see this here. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Now watch Harry as he goes sit down and watch Chris's face. Okay. okay. Three, two, one, play. Now he goes to sit down. Spit right there. Watch Chris stop. Wait, what? And he just sort of laughs it off. Harry acts like nothing. Doesn't even look at Chris. And then just sort of sits back. There's no him. way that's what happened. That must just be nah, like dude, a super close Watch him spit. Watch Harry. Watch Harry. Watch Harry. Why do would it. he do that? Watch it back. Keep watching I'm, it. Do I'm you looking see at him it, spit? and I can I can definitely see like it almost it does, but like. Why, well, would why, else did it... why would he do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't know because apparently they all hate each other. Who knows what happened behind nah, the scenes? Nah, nah. Especially with no Olivia Wilde who's sitting there who cheated on her husband, had an affair with Harry Styles <clears throat> on set. Chris might have said some shit behind the scenes and been like, Harry, I think you're a fucking little shit or something like that. I don't know. But wouldn't they have, a, um, have like have had a, like a fight there and then? Like, Why would he just wait nah, until because this moment Chris, and do that? Because Chris is like, we're not going to do it. We're not gonna like stoop to his level. I think he looked like he couldn't believe he did it. Like he's laughing, like I can't believe this motherfucker just spat on me. Because watch the timing of not just when Harry gets a spit, but Chris looks straight down at where he spat on him, stops clapping, does the no fucking way this fucking kid. As soon as we get behind cameras, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of him. That's what why, it looks like to me. Why would he? I don't know. I can't. I cannot just believe that based on based on this really. <laughs> compelling weird video. video i what do you mean by weird video does it look like he's spitting but why would he do that no 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 no, no. james i'm asking you a question what does it look like happened in the video you tell me what happens in the video i'm not i'm not alleging anything i'm asking you what do you see happen in the video i saw him do it and i see chris react to him doing it but that's, that's, and Harry's acting way I'm too like, like nonchalant, like overly nonchalant, like, hey, nothing happened. <laughs> I just can't, like, I just can't, I just don't buy it. I'm like, nah, there's got to be a, another explanation for why the video looks like okay, that. Th just a huge so coincidence. That Chris did that when Harry, but Harry looks like he spits, not just like, watch him. He even does the mouth movement. He even, I've watched this 50 times. I just, I, I've watched it fifty times. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know. Like, yeah, it does look like it, doesn't it? But I just think that's just so, like, that's just would be so mental. Yeah. Yeah, bizarre. <sighs> what the hell? That's so weird. Yeah. <clears throat> Um. Yeah, because he puts first thing Chris does. You just watch what Chris does. He puts down the glasses he's holding. Starts clapping. Sees the spit down there. Stops clapping. No way. Picks up the glasses and laughs like no fucking way that just happened. I'm just saying, bro. And I want to see this movie just. There's a video here of, like, later on in the fucking whatever they were doing. And, like, both Chris and Harry are just chatting to each other and having a laugh. Yeah. Yeah, they would do like that this, in front of the cameras, this... They would do that in front of the cameras. <laughs> no, but they, like, they, they, like, they're, like, the camera's, like, panning around. It's not it's not even, like, a camera. It's, like, taken on a phone. Yeah. Well, they know everyone's watching. <coughs> but if they, they knew know. everyone was watching and they're going to play nice for the entire thing, why would he spit on him? That makes no sense. I, I, he was the most subtle spit I've ever seen, but a spit to spit, and I'm calling a spit a spit. Nah, Let's call a spit a spit. I don't fucking buy that shit. There's, that didn't happen. You don't think you don't think he spat on him? Nah, no. What do you tell me else? What's give me even one alternative situation of what could have just happened there, of what we saw, and I'll and I'll take it all back. I'll take it all back. If I don't you know, man. Any sort I can't of tell you. I just don't, you he couldn't just, tell me he one just, compelling he scenario. Made, he just his face just looked like he was spitting. And he wasn't. Like I don't know that to me that's more plausible than Harry Styles spat on him. Not a, at an not event. Not even close. These guys are all scumbags behind the scenes. They're all awful people. They <clears> all <throat> want you guys dead and me dead. They hate everyone. <laughs> We're the mass unwashed to them. Um, and you know, ultimately they all worship owls at night. You know, they all worship big owl statues. And, you don't worship owls, and and you know they're all really anyway just wanting to be pedophile vampires from the fifth dimension anyway. So, if you want to believe that Harry's just some great guy, look, I just don't, be- I just don't believe that video you. is undisputed one. proof that he spouted him. I just don't. I just that don't. video is compelling. I cannot evidence take that and run with it. I cannot. You well, can't even see the spit, like I'm gonna continue you know. to spit on the internet here on my podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Uh, that's you know, so weird. I'm just saying. Am I wrong? I don't think I'm wrong. You know? oh, I'm still. I keep watching. I can't. I just. It does look like it, man. <laughs> there it is thank you very much for saying it it does look like it but I still don't I just still just don't think he did um yeah anyway I I mean in I, I mean I am open to anything I'm open to other evidence but so far what I've seen is a bunch of cast that apparently rumors say allegedly hate each other Apparently there's dramas all over the set. Florence Pugh doesn't even want to be there. It doesn't feel safe, according to rumours. And Harry Styles spits on Chris Pine after having an affair with Olivia Wilde, the director of said film. Um, look, to me, where there's smoke, there's fire. 
Do I believe Harry could do a subtle spit on someone? Yeah, I fucking definitely do. That's not that far-fetched to me to believe. Does he I make great music? Wild. Sure he does. You know, he makes decent enough music. That's about it, you know? I don't think... I just think that's such a weird concept. And also, I don't know. I just don't feel like Harry Styles would do that. I don't know. You would, you little fucking he's a, he's a, he's a, puck, wouldn't you? He's a, you, you know, fucking... All evidence we have of Harry Styles is he's that he's, what? like, a nice guy. So, like, it, it'd is be that so the only? Ev- I don't think that's the only evidence we have of him, is it? I mean, find me something where Harry Styles is being a horrible person. He knowingly had an affair with a married woman, James. No, but I mean... On being... the set of a film he was employed to work on. <laughs> yeah, but that's her fault, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why, on the woman. Why, why is it her fault? Oh, it's because the woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that too. I fucking knew you were gonna say that. Hey, look, I should... <clears throat> look. It's a bit fucked up. It's a bit fucked up, but it also is like, like he wasn't. He's not married. That's know? just life, isn't it? You know, if she if she wants to fucking sin, then you know, yeah, go yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah, it. yeah. That's true. It is her sin, and she exactly. goes to hell. Exactly. Yeah. As far as I know, spitting on someone's not a sin. I, you know, I probably say somewhere in the bible it says that's like you maybe you should well do i it. mean if chris pine's gay then that's fine exactly <laughs> exactly well th- according to the bible not you that right? out of context sounds so bad we're cancel- talking about the bible <laughs> yeah we're talking about cancel, like the, cancel the, the bible man not yeah, yeah, us yeah well i mean we i would cancel the bible i wish it was canceled. given a ch- if the bible had a twitter account i would start a hashtag so i mean but it, you mean you know, me too yeah. but it doesn't sadly so it's safe unfortunately not of all consequence um yeah yeah that's interesting though i'm glad you brought it up because yeah no I, I i thought it was an interesting thing to share i saw it today and i just was like i want to get james's thoughts on this i'm now gonna watch this clip over and over again i need to know what's going on what's in his head what's he thinking yeah i need, I need to know i need to know and if he didn't spit on him i need to know what happened the, yeah what, I what actually what happened, happened. and if you find out let me know i will i want to know I'm going to stay on the case. Yeah. Um, Keep an eye out, James. Keep an eye out, everyone. Don't worry about it. James, keep an eye out. I am Um, indeed. Now, I want to talk about the Rings of Power for a Mm -hmm. bit. I don't necessarily want to... Like, I'll talk, but I... One, want to hear your thoughts, but I also want to be a bit of like... uh, I've obviously just done... If you want to hear my deep dive thoughts, lore breakdowns, got an hour video here on the Four Pills Network... Um, where I do that for the first two episodes. And we'll be doing that for every episode, though I'll be traveling for some time, and I'll probably just do bits on my phone when I can. So episode four and five might be a bit uh, in quality, but I'll still do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to field any questions that you may have of this show that maybe didn't make sense to you, if you're like in context to The Lord of the Rings. Because mm-hmm. out of context, if you're you're someone that's... You've seen The Lord of the Rings movie, you've seen The Hobbit movies, right? Yeah, You're a fan, you like it. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you've never read the books. You're not a Tolkien expert. You've played the non-canon games that who gives a fuck about. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they're useless wastes of space. Um, so I, I want to sort of get your thoughts on what you thought of The Rings of Power and then field any questions that you <clears throat> may have about, about the show. Um, all right. Well, I thought it was good. I, I honestly was in the lead up to it, expecting it to be not good. Mainly because, yeah, like, me, all me the too. discourse on Twitter was, like, 
just like, oh, this is so shit. It's going to be fucking bad. When really it's just turned out to be um, full incels. And it was one of the most obvious incel-led hate review bombs I've ever seen. Yeah, because Because now- they were all trying to do it well before it even came out. It's like, how is it possible for the show objectively to be bad if... And really it's just like... It. And really it's just because there's black people and, and women everywhere and people yeah, these kids yeah. fucking hate it they can't stand it it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking yeah. absurd it's wild it's like it, and it's anyone really saying it's like now. no it's against tolkien i know fucking tolkien you're a fucking moron there's nothing to do with tolkien like i thought maybe i'm like maybe i'm wrong maybe they know something i don't know i watch it, i'm like what's this isn't against tolkien and anyone no. that says it is you you are shielding yourself you're honestly shielding yourself when really you're you're more than likely a fucking misogynist racist. Yeah, well, that's what people do. And I don't and I and I don't like throwing that out there because that's like I hate when people throw that at people when there's a legitimate criticism. But I'm like, I am a hardcore Lord of the Rings Tolkien fan. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's not perfect, but I don't know what you're talking about to like talk shit mm. that like Galadriel, like oh they just women every man so elon musk tweeted every oh, man's I dumb saw, i'm like yeah. that's the dumbest shit i've ever fucking heard you obviously didn't watch the show and he's only doing that to pump up all the incels anyway like he doesn't care yeah. about the lord of the ring tolkien's rolling in his grave i'm like did you watch the show is elrond and durin the two best bros ever not like two great male characters that were awesome i'm like what do you mean what are you referring to? Who are you referring to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, sorry, that's my little rant, but yeah, go on. You were expecting it to be shit. Yeah, I was expecting it to suck, um, and I went into it sort of just super low expectations, but uh, no, I, I really liked it. I thought it. I thought it was great. I think visually it looks really nice. I think you can, like, tell that it's got a high budget, which is, like, it just looks it's, really, really Is it good. the best looking show of all time from television? I think so. Possibly, yeah. Visually. I think it looks, it looks I very, mean, it's, very, It makes good. Game of Thrones look like it was made for 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Like, you can see it does. so many little details in there. It just looks really, like, just just very, very polished. And I think it's crazy because you've also seen a lot of people being like, oh, my God, I can't believe this had this much money go into it. It looks so bad. I'm like, did we watch the same thing? Like, it looks it's hands down the best looking shot I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It looks absolutely fantastic. And it really Sure, costumes maybe were too in clean cool in some parts, but oh, it's so not like mm-hmm. to any point that... I feel that it matters that much. Like, yeah, you can point it out. Fair enough. But mm-hmm. to be like, oh, it looks cheap. It doesn't. Look, it looks so expensive. Yeah, I'm like, this I, is. This looks like something you'd go to the movies and and it's one of the top movies you'd see in terms of budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels. I think in terms of like costume design and stuff, like looking too clean. I think you know when you compare it to something like Game of Thrones, is like a more gritty take on fantasy. I feel like Lord of the Rings is a is is a bit more refined in that way. And I don't know. I just I didn't. It didn't take me out of it. I didn't think, oh, this looks weird. I was like, no. It, I feel like it makes sense. The, the 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 design of everything. I don't know. It reminded me of Lord of the Rings, the films, without also being so close that it felt like a direct. Like they were just going to copy it straight. It was like, no, it has yeah. its own identity because yeah. well, it's a separate thing, but also because like it's set at a completely different point in the history of the feel, universe. It, and do, did you it, think it, it worked? Felt- did you feel like it could have been in the same world as the movies? Like, did you feel that way? Oh, definitely. But it felt, yeah. it felt like at a different point. Like, it felt almost to me like how convincing something like, well, probably more so because it's obviously an old game, but um, Knights of the Old Republic feels like Star Wars, but yeah. you can definitely tell it's like a completely different period in the history of that world um, just because of like, 
you know, the way that, that everything is so different, but also recognizable at the same time, um, which I thought was 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 really cool. Um, and I, I just think it, it, it got, it did a really good job to establish itself, establish its world, its characters and a lot of concepts um, and just sort of, you know, put those out there, build on it and, 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 and get going. I just thought it was just really just a solid start with the first two episodes um, for all things like story, character and the world building and everything. Um, just like, yeah, just really, really good so far as just like a television show yeah no i love that i I, like again it wasn't perfect i thought some pacing was off some people were saying it felt too fast i felt it was too slow maybe because i sort of knew a lot of the story Mm -hmm. i just loved that there was so many points i never thought as a tolkien fan i'd see on screen that i got to see like Mm -hmm. even just the prologue that first seven minutes um Mm -hmm. having galadriel narrate the prologue of the first age and the events of the first age of middle earth and the world in as a whole in the same way that Galadriel narrates the prologue uh, in the Lord of the Rings telling the end of the second age. Mm. Um, and now we're in the second age and, you know, likelihood five seasons end, it wraps up at the exact point of which the prologue ends within the Lord of the Rings films um, and totally yeah. ties back into the Lord of the Rings films and will be that sort of, prequel in some ways or, or or the story of that prologue that sets up where the world then is a few thousand years later um mm-hmm. because obviously it's thousands three thousand years or thereabouts before the events of the lord of the rings um and it's why you need a character like galadriel and elrond to lead the way right because you need characters that exist within that world and none of the elves would mm-hmm. um there's men that we're gonna see within the next few episodes when we head to numenor when we see the king elendil um, we see um, Isildur um, and, and those sorts of characters. And there's these new characters we, we haven't heard of that I'm not really sure where they're going. Um, what what storyline is standing out to you the most right now? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. The, the most... Um, I'm thinking about it and I'm like... Uh, maybe this one but then whenever it jumped to like a different one it was also really good i don't know i i quite i'm quite invested in all of them sort of equally i don't think there was anyone that yeah. like stood out above yeah. the rest as like very clearly more interesting for me i think i'm in i enjoyed whenever it jumped around i was like oh we get to see more of this thing um and then it jump again and it's like oh it's it's good to be back on this one again so um i think they're doing well to balance it in my opinion um to sort of just keep me invested in all the all the things that are going on in the world which i think is it could be difficult to do um yeah but i, I oh, think definitely. i think they've they've sort of nailed that for me at least you know in the first two episodes maybe there'll be one that comes out above the rest you know in later yeah. episodes but i think so yeah. far i think it's got a pretty good balance and they're obviously all quite far apart within the expansive world that is middle mm. earth but they somehow yeah, yeah. feel sort of tied in that you feel like there's something going on within the world a dark force that's rising and obviously Gladio keeps talking about Sauron we <clears> see Elrond side of things <throat> and that's gonna and Celebrimbor and we and if you know some of the the lore of the Lord of the Rings how that's gonna connect to the darkness that's rising and then the other two storylines we have the Southlands where we see sort of the the core of where it's happening the orcs mm. rising and that and yeah. that's it's where it's actually happening and then you've got that was cool uh, the the Harfoots where they're noticing things um, that are a bit off, like wolves and hunters coming before before the time normally in the season that they that they travel that way, um, 
And what are your thoughts on the Harfords? Because in, in Tolkien lore, there's not a lot known of the Hobbits in those days. So this is all sort of made up. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to know what, what's your vibe from, from the Harfords, aka the Hobbits. Yeah, I really like the Harfords. I think they've got a nice, like, charm to them. Obviously, very, like, reminiscent of Hobbits in, like, a sort of, like, that sense of, like, you know, they live in the country, they're, you know, they're just sort of, like, like nice. There's, like, a comfort to them. Um, it feels like home, eh? Like, yeah, I just sort of think of the vibe, yeah. like, you can't have a Lord of the Rings show and have it feel like home without having some sort of Hobbit feeling and 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 it mm. definitely came across with the set dude this soundtrack is spectacular it's very good yeah show. yeah really bear, good. bear, bear mccreary um mm. of god of war fame uh and when i realized so last week um i was working from home and i just had the soundtrack playing on the speakers because they released the soundtrack mm-hmm. i just had lit some candles soundtrack playing all day and I noticed the first track is the main theme, and then I saw the name Howard Fucking Shaw. Yeah, as in composer of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like I'm like, there we go. He gives us that doorway into Middle Earth, and mm-hmm. then Bear McCree, I feel like, took the sounds that Howard Shaw's made and then made his own, but yeah. but keeps it in. Like Galadriel's theme uses a lot of those Howard Shaw themes. Um, from that main theme song, uh, mm-hmm. but that was Ben McCreary that composed that, and what he did with the Harfoots, I really enjoyed. Didn't copy sort of like the Hobbit music, gave it its own sort of um, feel, um, but it still felt very yeah. homely. And I, I liked even the negative things about Hobbits that felt included. They're nosy and judgmental, and you felt that from like the 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 sort of old snarky ladies of the, of the group. Yeah. Um, and I and I did love that. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have Nori. Um, who is sort of our main <laughs> protagonist of that storyline, um, mm-hmm. who felt very much like, I mean, looks like a female Elijah Wood, looks like Frodo, the short yeah, um, a little bit. brunette curly hair and got the big blue mm-hmm. eyes. and But she's got that sense of adventure that we love from our main Hobbit characters, that sense that mm-hmm. there's something more out there. And I love that. And uh, I'm curious to know, I, I won't give you too many of my thoughts if you, unless you want to know, um, but of this character this meteor man that arrived oh yeah uh, who do you think it is i From couldn't, your... I couldn't v- say i literally okay. did you think it was anyone where you were you were all like is it this is it that <clears throat> no i was just like i do not know who this guy is um okay. interesting which is interesting it's fun you know okay they'll yeah. they'll explore that reveal that it'll be it'll do you be think cool to explore, good or evil you know. good or evils i guess my follow-up question I think they're. Tr- I don't know. I think the way they framed it is like they're trying to show like this guy is like a bit unaware of like who he is or what's going on. But like every so often he does something, and you're like, oh, that was a bit menacing. Um, but then sort of like falls back. So it's kind of like going back and forth. So I'm like, oh, I don't know whether he's like a you know a good bloke or not. But I re- I feel like it'll land on being a good good guy. I feel like okay. um, in the end. But who knows. Yep, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm leaning bad. I said in my review, 65% bad, 35% good. And if it's a good character, mm-hmm. I think I know exactly who it is. Um, okay. But if it's bad, there's a lot of options there. And there's a lot of reasons for both. There's hints for both. Yeah. I just feel there's way stronger hints for bad. Okay. Way okay. stronger hints for bad. Um, one of the lines being in the first episode, Galadriel says, um, or one of the elves says, oh, I can't feel my hand. And she goes, no, it's so evil that the torches don't give off any heat. 
Mm-hmm. And then when Nori touches the fire, she goes, "It's not. It's not giving off any heat." Oh yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's fucking some evil shit going on." And then also, I'm pretty sure the language of Mordor keeps getting spoken every time he uses magic. There's like the music going on, and at one point they use Sauron's theme, and mm. and it has um. I definitely hear the language of Mordor and the Firefly. It kills the fucking Fireflies as well. Yeah. Like, that just felt maybe evil. It's but a, maybe it's a red herring. Maybe it's like... That's right. Like, but then you've got... He also carves a fucking symbol in in the in the tree. And I'm like, that's the same symbol Gandalf carves into Bilbo's door in The Hobbit. Um, oh, yes. And, I did see that. And also, Twitter. if it was... Let's say it was Gandalf. Let's say it was Gandalf. Mm-hmm. The Hobbit connection too. You know, not that that's a, you know, yeah. I said in my video, the, the Grey Wizard, their job is to be friends with all of the, the, the peoples of Middle-earth, man, dwarf, elf, hobbit, everyone. So that's why he has relationships with everyone. But in terms of audience that's from the movies connection, they know Gandalf as friend of the Hobbit. So it just feels like that familiarity of why he has such a uh, soft touch to them if they were the first people he met if he entered Middle-earth. So I can see how that's also a thing. Yeah. Definitely a Maya, definitely from, from Valinor. That's yeah. where the meteors come from. Definitely a Maya, like a more pe- like definitely got some magic shit. Could be another wizard. Could be something else entirely. I don't know, but I still don't know whether good or evil. I'm still leaning towards evil. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, and I like that. I like that they've set this up as like a as like a it's, yeah. It was very it's a very interesting little little plot point they've they've sort of started on there, which I think was just like yeah, it's just it's just like kind of like a fun a fun uh, a fun route to take, and I think it it, it then makes the you know, it gives that 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 half of storyline some sort of like bigger weight to it, uh, to like tie yeah. it into what's going on in the in the world as well, which I think was uh, yeah, I think it's good. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, yeah, really good. The, the only storyline I was a bit uh, on was probably the, the Southlands, and oh, it's I really not really like the I actually one. I actually like I the storyline. I just don't love the characters all that much. I'm not really compelled by the characters mm. yet. Um, they're trying to do the elf woman the elf to man romance um i thought it worked or at least it doesn't not work yet i'm just not sold on it yet i'm just it's not that i don't hate it i'm just not quite there yet theo's a little cunt that little shithead (laughs) kid um and but i think that's good though i like that i like that he is like a like a cunt because it's yeah it's it's yeah. you know I think that's like, I get what you're it's saying. well it's well written to be like yeah. that I guess so I kind of like I, that I love Galadriel she's fucking fantastic yeah I like and her the a actress lot. that's playing her is amazing just feels like Kate Blanchett um, just younger mm-hmm. um, and there's so many little lore tidbits and things I'm just like oh I love that they're talking about that like when Celebrimbor and Elrond are speaking and and he talks about Feanor and the Silmarils and his hammer I'm like literally coming in my pants. Um, with with just nerd Tolkien energy, um, and the the that bit of dialogue about Morgoth staring into the Silmarils after he stopped, like I'm just like, oh, this is Silmarillion stuff. I love it. Um, yeah, right. But I love Durin and Elrond's relationship. The 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 conversations and the theme of mortality versus immortality within that world is so prevalent within the books and not just Lord of the Rings books, but the expanded universe. It's such a massive theme. It may be the Mm -hmm. most important theme Tolkien writes about is, is the way like, it's the reason why the only time elf dwarves men fight together is against a great evil. They don't like each other most of the time through history. And it's not because one's bad, one's good. It's because they have no idea how to relate to each other because they don't view the world the same. 
because mm-hmm. you've got the burden of mortality and the love you have for the world that exists with men and dwarf and what they love about the world, the dwarves in their mines and their mountains and, and men and, and, and the forest, the trees, the, the fields, the, the cities, their cultures and the elves that are burdened with living forever within mm-hmm. it. And they just view the mortality and immortality. They view the world so differently they love differently. They view death differently. It's just so different. And to actually see that properly explored in a really compelling way in terms of a friendship with Durin and Elrond, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It was my favorite part of the two episodes was these yeah. two together. I loved the build up to it. I loved their dialogue. I loved Durin as a character. It was my favorite, maybe, mm-hmm. um, uh, portrayal of dwarves within Middle Earth. Because I don't yeah. think, like, Gimli's the best dwarf. There's no argument there. But we didn't get to see dwarves in their prime and within the hobbit i'd i'd feel this was better than it in terms of the way it portrayed dwarves Mm -hmm. to see a bit more of the culture in a more living breathing way rather than just having a bunch of focal characters and not expanding beyond that like this really felt like we got to spend time in the dwarves world got to see a bit of their culture a bit of their traditions as well without Mm -hmm. them having to like explain it to you in word vomit that the hobbit sometimes did the hobbit film specifically um Whereas this felt like you just walked into a dwarven city and things happened and you understood, you're like, oh, okay, this is obviously a dwarven tradition. They didn't be like, the great dwarven tradition of this. It's yeah, just, yeah. oh, wow, we're doing this now and that's really cool. And um, you got the attitude, you got the characters. And then I love that you realize this hard exterior of Durin the Fourth, this relation and ancestor of Thor and Oakenshield down the road towards the Hobbit thousands of years later. He's actually a softie that just loves Elrond deep down. He's just so hurt by his friend. And Elrond thinks, I don't get it. It's just been 20 years. not a big deal. And, to, you know, that whole dialogue mm. I just loved. And eventually they found that common ground and understood and had empathy for each other's positions. Yeah. Um, and clearly Durin loves him. He, he grew the tree in his home. His wife was hilarious. Like, I just, I just loved all of it. I loved all mm. of it. And there was even some setup that there's some stuff with the dwarves there. Um, and Elrond's obviously trying to use the dwarves to build... Um, the great forge for Celebrimbor for some things he's going to do later that's very exciting and um, certainly important um, Mm -hmm. to a show titled The Rings of Power. Um, But, yeah, I I really loved that. Really, Mm -hmm. really loved it. Yeah, Um, I think it was... was, uh... It was interesting seeing Celebrimbor, given my only exposure to him is from Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, where he is Those aren't real and they don't count. Um, it's crazy it's crazy like to to have like it's he's so different in this show to what to what i've seen from him in those games so it's like just such a weird like thing to get used to because he's just like this like absolutely mental kind of evil fucking like badass in shadow of mordor where he's just like (sighs) just absolutely just like destroying orcs left right and center Mm -hmm. um But uh, no, I thought I thought you had good uh, like characterization for for the small time that he well, was in this, though. I mean, his motivation was brilliant. His motivation being, I want to create something greater than my grandfather did, Fainal, mm. the greatest elf that's ever lived, who created the Silmarils from the light of the trees, the great mm-hmm. trees of Valinor, and that's the real reason the Noldor elves went to Middle Earth. They don't give a fuck about the trees dying. The Silmarils got stolen. That's the real reason they left. They fucking hated the Valor. Um, but doesn't matter. Went over it. <laughs> loved seeing. Loved loved seeing most of what was there in the pro. Like I, I in my head, this is what I say about anything that when you translate it from a book to to television is. 
if you don't, just because they don't say it happened doesn't mean it didn't happen within the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, if they address it and it's wrong, that's one thing. But if they just don't address it, you're like, well, obviously that does happen and they're talking about this and not that. Yeah. Um, and we know there's some, like, they don't have the rights to the Silmarillion. That's why they couldn't tell those stories. They only have the rights to the Lord of the Rings. And whatever's mentioned from the Silmarillion that's mentioned in the Return of the King appendices can be used, but everything else can't. So they couldn't go into all the detail. But I like how they explained it and, and showed most of it. And to me, in my head, I'm still like, well, all those events still happen. They just sort of quickly going over it and visually showed you some really cool Easter eggs. Um, but again, go check out my video on the Four Pillars Network if you want to know more. Um, go check it out. Go check it out. Check it out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really digging it. But just Keller Brimble's motivation being he wants to outdo and create something greater than the Silmarils. I'm like, yes, this is going to have such a good payoff. Yeah. Um, and and just to reference important characters like that is just exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Was there anything that confused you or you felt like you're like, I know where we're at. I know what's going on. Um, I don't think so. Mate, probably because, I mean, like I don't know. I'm not like a big I'm not, like, big into Lord of the Rings. So, like, obviously, I knew the characters that had appeared in, you know, the Lord of the Rings, um, like Galadriel and, and Elrond. Um, yeah. And I sort of... I think I sort of understand where we're at. I understand sort of the state of the world as they've set it up so far. I don't think there was anything where I was like, oh, I really don't understand this, because I guess I'm thinking, well, anything I'm not, like, 100% on, the show will explore as it goes. Um, yeah. That's a good point. So... Anything I don't know is just stuff the show hasn't necessarily talked about, I would think. So, like, stuff, like, you know, that I'm sure you go over in your lore video where you go over everything um, to sort of, like, you know, expand on that and, and go through that and stuff. Um, but I think the show's done a good job of establishing what it needs to establish for the story that it's telling and anything else will be expanded upon as they continue to go. Um but yeah, no, I think they've done a good job. I don't, th- I don't feel lost. I don't feel like out of it. I don't feel like I'm left behind because I haven't read the the books and stuff. I feel like the show has done like its job to to lead me into this era of of Middle Earth and and the world and everything. So, uh, no, I think overall I'm 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 pretty happy with where we're at. I think uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty pretty comfortable. Yeah, me too. I, I'm <coughs> super. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really relieved more than anything. I just love the And mm. I love just being back in the world because the, the obviously the sets are amazing. The landscape of New Zealand they filmed in for this season is incredible. The soundtrack sells mm-hmm. it. You've got some great actors. The sets, costume designs, everything. Like the Halfwoods making us feel like home with the Hobbits. The, the elves being just seeing their sort of culture more of their cities is, is fantastic. And... Yeah, I just feel like I'm back in the world. It feels like enough mm-hmm. like Lord of the Rings and also something in its own right. Um, I can't wait for more. It's, again, yeah. it's not perfect. It's not like Lord of the Rings perfect, but it's really good. And I'm, rel- I'm relieved. I'm relieved right now. Yeah. Yeah. Super relieved. It's good. It's good. I'm vibing with it. Um, and we operate on vibes. That's good. That's fantastic. We do. We do do that. Um. Okay, so I guess the main subject tail end of this episode, spoiler cast for episode two and three of Game of Thrones, um, House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, there's something I want to talk about from this show, but I do want to ask about it with the Lord of the Rings, their opening title for episode two. Oh, did you yes. like did you like it? Um for uh for for Rings of Power it was uh yeah it was fine yeah 
Um, just like, I didn't think it was like bad, but I didn't think it was like incredible either. It's just like, okay. Yep. Fine. It's the Howard Shaw music that does it for me. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's the, yeah. the music, the music's really good. Uh, visually it's like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and what about, I mean, let's get into it. House of the Dragon episode House two of starts Dragon. off mm-hmm. with the, their intro title. Are you happy that they <clears> kept the exact same, um, the, the exact same. Yeah, into uh, theme song. I'm I'm stoked personally. I don't know about you. I I think it's cheap. I would have preferred the same theme, but just mix it a bit differently. Just make it sound a bit different. You know, just a little bit. But they've literally copy pasted the exact same music, and I just think that's I don't know thematically weird. I feel like you can use the same melody and you can use the same structuring of the the, the track, but like just change it a bit. You know, just make it sound like it is a different era, you know, just a little bit, um, which I think was just like a bit of a bit of a cop out. Um, it doesn't like ruin the show or anything. But if if I were to do it myself, that's what I would have done. Um, just done a slightly different rendition of it. Um, yeah, OK. So sort of like a bit of a different arrangement. But, uh, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I think that's what I was expecting was a different arrangement. But look, I'm happy that it's the same personally. Mm-hmm. As long as they did a different visual, um, but yeah. the visual's not nearly as good as the original Game of Thrones. Oh, I think not all, all it's got going for it is the fact that it's the same song, and I'll still watch yep. it every time. And I think, I think, the thing with the intro is, in Game of Thrones, the intro was every single episode. It was gonna well, not every single episode, but every time there was something worth changing, it would change. Or if there was a new location we visited that we found out about, like to just really world build. Um, so it sort of established everything in Westeros, which I just thought was so, that's like one of the coolest things about the intro is that it wasn't just an intro. It was like setting up like, okay, like here's all of the places. And like, this is what we've like, all the places we've been able to visit so far in the show. And, um, you know, the places change depending on stuff that's happened in the plot. Like, you get to see them, like, stuff changes throughout the intro depending on the storyline, um, which was just great. Like, the intro perfectly worked to, like, just build up the world. Um, with this one, you can't really do that because it's just, mm-hmm. like, the bloodlines of, like, it's just, like, a big family tree or whatever with using blood. Um, so it's, like, how do you... Do, will that change? Maybe. Maybe they can, like... I don't know, but... Yeah. N- not really because this is like showing like the history of the house right so it's like it's not going to yeah. change all that's no, going to change no. is the newest people but like we don't really yeah. see that um so it's yeah not i don't think it's great and honestly no. i'd be i'd be fine if they just changed it to be honest yeah. um if they did yeah. decide to go for season two yeah let's do something else i'd be like yeah to go, try so go funny. on give it yeah. a go look, just give it a look, go i get it too late now. It is what it is. <clears throat> I don't think it's too late. I think you could change it. I reckon that if they were going to, I know you. I know the... you think. That, I know you think they can, but you, you, you also know deep down they won't. They won't. But no. if if you were gonna do, if you were gonna just copy the same music, just use the same. Like the music is something that can be changed. The visuals, though, this is nowhere near as interesting or like poignant or important to the show. Like the the no. intro where you actually build up Westeros would have been different by its own nature if you'd have actually just used it. Although, I guess you couldn't do that for the first few episodes because we are only in King's Landing. So, you know, yeah. sometimes we see 
like slightly other places, but they, we'll just sort of like skip over there and we're like, oh, we're here now for this instance rather than like, you know, we're taking our time to get there. And I assume at some point in the show, we're going to start to explore other parts of Westeros again, um, rather than just like the entire show being in King's Landing. But yeah, well, it wouldn't work well, for an intro. Well, can can we we like calling spades spades here on the Aswords podcast? James, we I certainly feel. do. Um, can I say that episode two and three weren't nearly as good as episode one? Interesting. Can I, I say think that episode three was the best one? I th- okay. I thought it was. Well, I thought it was. Mm, I thought it was okay. I really? Was mm. I thought three was the worst one, personally. Interesting. Um, there were things I really liked in it mm-hmm. more than two. Like to me, two was like one was great. I I couldn't have been better. I I raved and raved and raved about that first episode. The second episode, I was like, okay, little bit of a step down, bit slow. Okay, episode three felt. I don't know. I guess there was just points in it, especially the end, where I was like. Uh, this is old. This is like later Game of Thrones. We're rushing through some shit right now, and we haven't yeah. really explored things. Yeah. I We're think not that's really why... exploring. Like mm. crab. Fe- this is a spoiler cast. Full spoilers. Crab feed is dead. Don't know he anything dead, about this yeah. guy. You know what I mean? I'm like, <coughs> we really just. And I don't think that whole end sequence was all that good. It was pretty fucking ridiculous. I yeah, yeah, no, I am, I am with you on that. I think, I think the whole final sequence of that episode is bad, um, but everything Rhaenyra's before that great. I thought was Rhaenyra really was good. Great. I thought because okay. I've been so I said this on Discord, but I've not I, in episode one and two I wasn't behind Rhaenyra all that much. I thought she was okay. written pretty. I, I, she just didn't feel complex to me. She just felt yeah. like very less than all the other characters. It's like she would just do something and she was mm. always right. She'd always just manage it, and I was like, yeah. I want to see her go through something. I want to see her realize, you know what? Her arrogance shouldn't be rewarded. It should be like, you know, she should, yeah. you know, something should happen there. And I think this episode managed to do something with that. I think you see her when she's, you know, the one in charge when she was like, you know, in episode one where she had that strong position um, as like the only child of her father. Like she sort of she had like a a right to like act in a particular way and i think like she played into that and like you see in like episode two when she um she like chooses the uh the uh kingsguard guy um and in that scene she sort of is proven right like that like otto is like no don't do that because that's not a smart decision and she's like well i think that it is and then it's like played for like this victory where it's like, well, she should be wrong, maybe, you know? She doesn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. that's something that's not yet come to a head. Like, is she going to be wrong? Maybe they'll do something with that. But um, I did like the stuff in this episode where she just feels weak. And I think that was just like... Because she's not a weak person. She's a very strong-willed, strong person. But the fact that she's not... A- like, she just feels weak. Like, she's not able to act on the fact that she's got this strength. Um, I think was just like really, really well written characterization, and I liked that element of, of of her character in this episode. And you know what they did with the um, the boar towards the end, like you know her sort of you know that that moment of like it sort of I felt like she was trying to be able to prove herself to herself almost. Um, yeah. 
that she's got she she can't when she even when she's not got a dragon or even when she's not got that strong position in the in in like um in the family or whatever because obviously now you know her her dad has a son um yeah she's still able to you know she still has that strength and i think she's trying to prove it to herself um and i thought that was really good i thought that whole thing was really good i loved rhaenyra's like storyline throughout this episode and i thought that was just it's what i've been waiting for to give give her some depth and i just was really happy with that whole thing and i thought like yeah i really liked it i definitely agree with that i thought rhaenyra's storyline episode three was really strong um i loved how it juxtaposed the role of being a king um for Viserys, for Viserys. Mm-hmm. like with especially with the hunt like she was actually out there and got attacked by a wild boar and and her and her knight killed it with fucking bare hands and she got blood on her yeah. you know there was actual risk on her hunt and mm-hmm. she didn't ask for it was the other big thing she didn't plan on going for a hunt it, it was thrown at her very much like the crown is being thrown at her um mm-hmm. but she's being able to prove herself and 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 actually get her hands dirty. Whereas you've got Viserys who asked to go on this hunt to celebrate Aegon's second birthday. And it's just this poor um, stag that's just being held there. Now, yeah. I also must not, I don't think Viserys is in there like proud of himself. You could look in his eye. He's like, fuck. And he's only doing it because like he keeps saying, tradition. Yeah. I didn't sit there thinking, oh, he's in, he thinks he's the man for killing this. He's sitting there like, I don't like doing it but it's tradition and everyone's fucking watching and I've just got to kill it. I've just yeah. got to fucking kill this thing. That's how it feels. And and it's just shows. It was a perfect example of showing who their characters are to me. Uh, Viserys being like, look, I don't always like being King and I might not be the best. Like it took him two shots to kill it sort of thing. Like it's mm-hmm. perfect example of him as the King doesn't really like it all that much. Not really the best at it, but just does his duty. And then yeah. you've got Rhaenyra who's like, I don't want to do it, but I'll probably be pretty fucking good at it. But a mm. lot of people aren't going to like it either. It's going to be very polarizing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I just sort of, it was a perfect um, description um, of, of who they are as characters. And I really like their dynamic in this episode really came through of like how complex that father-daughter relationship is and what that could bleed into in the future. Yeah. You're like, mm. in terms of that storyline, fantastic. I, Damon's been my favorite character in the first two episodes and I thought he was, they just sort of did fuck all with him in this one. It was, like, that, I, that yeah. battle sequence was, I, they, it, uh, I didn't like I did it. not I didn't like, like that it. for about five minutes he was avoiding every arrow that was coming his way. I was like, this is like season eight Game of Thrones. Like, this, you know? uh, thank you. That's and what felt like. It felt like season eight of Game of Thrones. Anyway, why didn't you three just times. have three him times. get hit? In the first place, instead of dodging all those arrows, just to have him get here at the end. Like, show some vulnerability. If he's going to put... If you're going to write your character into a situation where he is in an open space getting fired at by hundreds of arrows repeatedly, you can't have him not get hit by any of them just until you decide the plot needs that to happen. It was so unbelievable. And and, and the crab feed is just in this cave the whole time and the dragon couldn't get him? Yeah, I guess so. But, like, but, you could, but, like, breathe but, fire But in the Damon cave. can just walk in after he got shot three times with arrows, once in, like, the back of the leg, and he just carved him in half and walked out. Yeah, and it just felt like... It and just... there were all those archers on the cliffs, but the dragons came and killed them, and I'm like, why did it take... Why was it that hard to do that the first... I just didn't understand... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dragons the could have been there straight away, like, like... There's two dragons. This is not yeah. a competition. This is not a fight. Yeah. Why, why is this tough for them? 
Like, where did those archers come from? Were they always out in the open up there? Why weren't they killed in the first place? And they weren't going to do anything to the dragon. And they tried to establish they would at the start. I'm like, no, it didn't hurt the dragon. No, the dragon was fine. The dragon's fucking fine. Arrows aren't going to fucking hurt it from regular bow and arrows. Damon's the one that got hit with the arrow. It was like, oh, let's get out of here. But also, it felt like nothing. Like, I love the reaction to the letter in the sense of, like, he realized that his brothers pitied him because he was that much of a failure. That mm. his brother's going to come help him when he didn't want it. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm doing this on my fucking own. Like, loved all that. And then when it got to the actual battle, I thought it was terrible. I actually thought yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. It felt no, like no, season eight of Game of Thrones. It felt like yeah. all the things I don't like about Game of Thrones. Um, and then you've got the crab feeder who seemed like they were starting to treat as an interesting villain. And I'm like, mm. oh, never mind. He's, yeah. he's just a bitch. He's just a bitch. Yeah. And I, I think, I think like, the yeah, the biggest issue, I guess, I have is, is just... Like, obviously, we know Damon's a main character, but making him a main character in the world in the sense that he's, like, bulletproof, I just don't. I just don't. I didn't I didn't vibe with that. It was just really cringe. Oh, there's no vibe. Um, there's no vibe. That was yeah, not a vibe. It was... Uh, vibe check, not. Yeah. It's... it's, it's, it's the, the fun thing about Game of Thrones season one to four, um, it was the no character was ever safe like every character had the same vulnerability as any random person like they weren't safe because of plot they were just written so well that they were just a regular person that you know they had no plot armor whereas later seasons of game of thrones they just got more and more and more plot armor um because the writing got worse and worse and worse and this is just another example of that and it was just really rough um yeah. and hopefully like enough people criticize it so that you know they don't do that again um yeah. but you don't know i mean we've still got another season to go like this whole season to go um obviously yeah. it's done so yeah you know there's no fixing it for the rest of the season um yeah. so who knows if they pull something like that again um i guess we'll see um but yeah that i liked the whole episode and i think i think everything else was so strong that i can overlook that final battle being pretty downright bad um just because i think the rest of the episode did what i was really looking for for the first two so i get it i get it like i don't want to say i don't think the episode was bad i thought that part was bad Mm -hmm. i thought everything before it was great yeah um allison hightower is a fucking bitch though fuck her (laughs) off um uh, why <laughs> oh straight away i was like this fucking bitch <clears throat> she's gonna take your job Rhaenyra, hey, she's gonna fucking like take her. it she's no, doing her whatever. best though she's doing her best to like you know prop up Rhaenyra and be like no she deserves it you know she believes oh, in she's, her she's a fucking yeah she only believes in her now that she's queen and pumped up a c- couple of kids fuck Rhaenyra not Rhaenyra <laughs> fucking Alison fuck her off no, I hope Renira fucking like bakes her. her later. I hope she fucking oh, bakes no. her later. That's what I hope. Yeah, and it will happen. I hope it will. No, fucking she's happen. great. And is definitely in love with her. We know that, right? We established that in the last episode. Of the oh, we did. Yeah, we did talk because there was definitely yeah. hints there. Renira had feelings, and that's why I feel like she's so upset by this. I felt like she was in love with her. Mm, but now I'm vibing sense. that she's in love with the fucking knight as oh, well. Oh yeah, like, true. Yeah, sense she as is well, as well. That, yeah. That yeah. And yeah. definitely, yeah, definitely got got that sort of wild, wild thing going on. Yeah, that that, that that night needs to he needs to turn out to be bad. Uh, that's my like hot take, I guess. He Why needs is to, that? Because she picked him, and it's got to be like she was like wrong. wrong. She's got to have yeah, been wrong seriously. about it. Um, yeah. 
because well, then so far like, it's going to be yeah so far he's been good but i i think he's too nice like, but do you not think it's just know? very much like a, a very generous <laughs> thing where picks picks loyal like because <clears throat> she picked him he'll will be loyal to her it's a very game of thrones thing it's not even just Daenerys really like these characters that people pick it's not necessarily they're good or bad it's just they stay loyal yeah i mean you can't you definitely yeah definitely but i also would like it to just be wrong <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's been. I feel like it's been too long though with the time jump. Like it's been three years. Like if she's wrong, she's gonna be like, I don't even remember why I made that decision in the first place. I was a different yeah, yeah, person it's already then. Been too, and I'm pretty sure it's, next episode's like another like yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I don't think. I don't think you can actually. I mean, they're changing actors. I'm pretty sure in the next couple of episodes. They are. Yeah, I think it's after episode four. I don't know. Um, which don't is a shame because I like. I like these actors. Um, so do I. It sort of it sort of sucks. Yeah, because it's just it, Allison yeah. and Rhaenyra and 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 the um the two children of the sea snake. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which yeah, they don't matter so much. But I guess Allison and Rhaenyra. Um, yeah, I like I like them both. Like especially I really like Rhaenyra after this episode, and it'll be a shame to see her swapped out. Um, yeah, but uh. I guess you know, has to happen. I suppose. Um, I'm sure the act actresses that play the older versions will be great. Also, so. yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Um, yeah. But th- talking about Alison Brunera, though, um, I do think the time jumps have not served their relationship super well. In no, the, I agree with that. We it got just feels like really a, disconnected by that. Third yeah. Episode. So it's like you, you. So they've skipped three years now, and yeah. it's like. So did they like have they not spoke to each other at all in that period? Because it seems like the conflict is happening now, and it's like yes. have they not worked anything out? They've not talked to each other. Like no, yeah, pick... I know it's it's very disconnected. Yeah, it's it's odd. Like the first it's one worked because it was it was six months. Like you can believe that that you know, and they were still close. Years? They were they're praying together, and you know, there were yeah. still things going on. Yeah, yeah, but three years is like that's a long time and we're only exploring that now like yeah. did it did nothing happen before yeah. um i can believe there's father daughter tension still but it's hard to believe her and allison haven't had a conversation about this yet yeah and they've just been ignoring each other and like allison seems like annoyed like it doesn't have to be like this rhaenyra and it's like it's been three years like so she, yeah. has she been has she been ignoring you this whole time i feel like you'd just be used to it by now yeah, you know, I agree. You, know, you yeah, seem yeah. a bit too. You seem a bit shocked. Yeah, um, it's weird. It's fucking weird. Yeah. So it's. I don't. I don't know if the time jumps are serving the show great, and I. I suppose they're doing it to establish a lot of core history for these for these characters and everything. So when they get into the core, the main part of the plot, yeah, um, the main conflict that is to we're, come. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're 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 caught up to speed on everybody and their standing and who they are and you know the history they've had with each other. Um which I guess is important. I, I don't know whether you could have just jumped straight into the what the, the main plot and have just filled us in contextually. Um, but I suppose there is a lot to go over. And if it's very important to the plot, then I suppose, I guess it makes sense that you would want to really fill us in and let us know and see the development. Um, but I guess only time will tell. I guess, I guess when they do that final time jump, um, you'd think that's when they're caught up. When they swap out the actors, they'll be like, this is now where we are now um or maybe not maybe they'll keep jumping i don't really know yeah yeah i feel like it's <clears> going <throat> to time jump the whole season to be honest i feel like this whole season will be time jumps 
Yeah. Because I feel like they're trying to tell a big story and they weren't sure how many seasons they were going to get and they were just banking on getting as much into one season as they could. That's how I'm starting to feel. That's mm-hmm. how I'm starting to feel about it. Um, yeah. And it's a way for them to... It can work because it's a way for them to tell a lot of story in a few episodes and not rush within the episodes too much. But then again, it did it with this one with the, with the crab feeder, a three year war. And they just like, it felt like, Oh shit, this is going to continue on to the next episode. But it's like, no, 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 because we know there's going to be a time jump. We need to wrap this up this episode. So Damon has to deal with this now. And then they just rushed it. That's how it felt. It suffered again. A a storyline suffered from the time jump. That's another mm -hmm. storyline that that suffered from the time jump. Yeah. And And a future time jump to an extent. I think that conflict itself while yeah it suffered i also feel like that conflict itself wasn't the important part it was more the i, I the, get it the, it was about the, the viserys the and character stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and I, but but in a better story you would just you would do both well yeah, you know? yeah exactly. both would yeah, exactly. be good um yes, correct because it's like when you look at game of thrones you look at you know the battle of the bastards for example like that it's it's you know it's not just the character stuff that's good there it's also the battle's good as well and it's been built up yes. to and like there's you know um which is one of the one of the good parts from post season four um, I, I stand by season six i love season six i thought it's a great season i just felt episode it nine and episode nine season six episode you know, nine and ten are my favorite two episodes of all of game of thrones that was just i just felt game of thrones would have this battle of the bastards method- the set blowing up bro slow, you know i get it i get it but i just felt like the climax of game of thrones for me was season six and after that it was like we don't give a shit anymore it still felt like they cared in season six at least i think it still felt like they cared i just don't think it was as good i think okay. that they just weren't very good at it uh there's yeah. some good stuff in there but yeah. overall it maybe was it was like... just certain characters because i'm just a john snow cuck so like yeah. john snow's best season was six for me but they also did that like he dies and then he gets resurrected like i love that i love it loved it loved it i think in hindsight i'm like uh, just week to week at the time where we had to wait a year and then it was week to week and everyone's reactions to him come back to life i loved it but we all knew it was gonna happen like we all knew we we didn't but 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 we wish we like i needed to see i was like i need to know that i'm right and I'm not 100% sure. I was 99% sure. I just need to see it. And then I went and watched everyone's reaction online. I just loved it. I loved... The, it's what I loved about Game of Thrones being week to week. It's what I love about this show being week to week. Like every Monday that it's on, because in Australia it comes out like 11 a.m. on a Monday. But every Monday night for the last three weeks, I've had a bunch of my mates come around. We order pizzas and we watch Game of Thrones. It's been fucking tremendous. It took us yeah. three hours to get through that fucking episode, though, because we had so much trouble ordering fucking Domino's. It was a disaster. <laughs> but because they fucked up last week, we got a voucher. We tried to use that. We realized we had to start, start the order again, use their link. And then at time now, we had to start the order a third time. It was oh a disaster. God. And we just kept pausing. We realized after two hours, we'd only got through 20 minutes of this fucking episode of Game of Thrones. Like, oh, my God. Um, That's classic. But anyway, um, but I'm just loving that everyone, we you chat with your friends about it. My mates come around, we sit down, we watch it, we, we talk about it, and then everyone, we're all watching Alt-Shift-X on YouTube again, like the old days, and we're getting his lore videos again, and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Uh, it just feels like Game yeah. of Thrones days that I enjoyed, and look, it doesn't have to be the greatest show ever made. It's still a great show, and I don't want to shit on it too much, because I still really liked episode two and episode three. Yeah, There were yeah. just things that I'm like, okay, it's not as good as the first episode. That first episode was a phenomenal start, couldn't have been better. 
Two was just steadily okay throughout. Just fine, yeah. Three was a coin flip of like half was great and the other half was not. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time it's been any bad at all to me in that show. And um, I mm-hmm. still think Matt Smith's performance as Damon's fucking spot on. I just think the writing for him wasn't great in that third episode whatsoever. No, yeah, for sure. I'm with you. And I think I think the show is still very good. Like it's not it's not even close to like overall close to those later seasons of game of thrones like it's no no no, no. this is very not. very very strong um yeah. it's just we don't have as much investment for it to get that bad great. as well because um, imagine if you'd had six seasons of build up to crab feeder and that was the ending oh, <laughs> you know oh I mean? that would have like, been worse that it's so much worse <laughs> yeah 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 oh that it's only because so sad yeah it's only because it's like well it's only the third episode so it, it felt and it's a conflict dumb. that doesn't matter you're like yeah oh, yeah all right we can move on but we'll let's on, not pretend yeah. it wasn't rushed because if it wasn't if it was game of thrones season seven or eight it would have fit in perfectly that's yeah because that's yeah, sort of yeah. how it felt let's it not, was bad let's, it let's was call bad. a spade a spade that's what we do in this fucking podcast that's what we do yep 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 yeah um, the rest of the show though has been great the rest of the show has been great that's the only bit that's been like okay yeah that was bad i, I was watching I really, it and i was like yeah i was like oh no Yes. But as soon as those arrows came flying, I was like, oh no, oh no. And they they just kept coming. They kept coming. And I was like, come on, dude. Come on. And then all of the guys fucking swarmed him. And they just stand there. They're like, oh, let's wait for the dragon to come and get us. That just and we all knew it was coming to. I'm reason. like, okay, we know this is the dragon. It was so <laughs> gratuitous. Like the camera slows down. It's like panning around. It's like this epic moment. It's like, ah, no. We've seen it all no. before. You know, didn't you get that moment of like uh, when they go beyond the wall and Daenerys comes and saves them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Season yeah, seven. That's yeah. the vibes I got. I was like, here we go. It was just. And like then that. the the fire comes from off the shot, so it's sort of on on an off angle to try to surprise you. I'm like, you didn't surprise me. Um, I again don't want to shit on it because I I still really enjoy House of the Dragon I can't wait for next week really excited I'm liking the length of the episodes that they're a solid hour that's been great Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that continues Viserys really love the character hate him but like in the way you're supposed to hate him because he's a a dumb fuck yeah Um, but also you can tell he's like he's he's got a good heart he's just not Mm. meant to be king yeah he's a good guy yeah he's a good guy Deep down, he actually gives a shit about his daughter, wants her to be happy, uh, and genuinely has love and care for his family. So I like him, but he's ultra flawed as well, mm-hmm. um, and definitely shouldn't be king. Um, and and he, he, his his flaws as a king are going to cause a lot of conflict in the way he handles one, his daughter, which he's trying, uh, and that's the same with Damon, the way he's handling his brother's not good. Because again, he's trying to do the right thing, but it's backfiring. He wanted yeah. to go help Damon, thought it would be the right thing to do, and it's going to actually be a huge rift in their relationship. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. that's that's my thoughts. All, all three main, main characters in terms of Viserys, Rhaenyra, Damon, really great characters and great acting mm-hmm. by all so far. Like yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying all the storylines. It's just been a couple of plot issues. Yeah. That we've discussed. Yeah. Um, was think, there anything yeah. from those two episodes you wanted to dive into? Um, no, I, th- I feel like... I feel like we've kind of... Because the thing with these episodes, and I think it's what's so good about them, is although they do a time jump, each episode slows down for that snippet of the time we get to see. Um, yeah, which is so why it, it's been it, done well, other than, again, the one battle. 
Yeah. And it just works well to then explore that snippet of their life and like what's the important character moment that they learn here and how does that then characterize them to then, you know, establish something for when they get to the bit where we're going to slow down and not jump around so much. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just like there's, there's, there's not like these huge standout moments. It's just like this very continuous, like subtle, well done storytelling throughout like the length of an episode. Um, and I think that's what makes it probably so strong, um, because I think they've they've established and they've shown that even though they're going to do time jumps, they are going to take their time. So I think it bodes well for when they stop doing time jumps that they're really going to be able to take their time with this and 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 work through it and progress it naturally and stuff, um, which will be nice. I can't wait for episode like ten of season three when they're all like eighty five years old. <laughs> they just keep time wait. jumping. They keep doing it. All I the characters wait. are just dead from old age. We're on like the next set of characters. Well, there's no actual. I don't think you know this, but I've read all the books. There's no conflict that really happens in this show. So they're just actually going through their lives until they die of old age peacefully. Yeah, a lot of hand holding. I'm pretty sure season four is a musical. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. I can't um, wait. Just like Joker two. <laughs> what yeah with lady gaga yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's gonna be I a banger can't wait um yeah is it still um todd phillips directing it too so uh yeah i think so what's he basing it off if the first one was off taxi driver what's he basing this one off? <laughs> high school musical i don't know yeah hopefully greece um <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god um is there anything else in the news, I guess, then? Is that is that it? Are we a nice, short, sharp episode there? We got oh, a, we got th- felt like we got through a lot, though. Like, it didn't feel... <clears throat> I'm looking at the time I've been recording. It's not that no. long, but we've gotten through a lot of content. I feel like we had a good... We had a, yeah, good, concise talk. We're getting good at this. We are, I mean, it's taken eight years. This show's <laughs> we, eight years old. Now. We're finally shout getting good. Shout out to good. the Azores podcast that is over eight years old now. Happy birthday to it. Um, yeah. Just last week turned eight, which is pretty fucking crazy yeah um and then we've got four pillars podcast next week in clubhouse and then i'm away mm. and then i see you in person next hell next yeah we do we'll be in person so Sweet. after three years so that's exciting yeah nice so wait so what does that mean does that mean we're gonna have to skip a week of it which means we're gonna have like four episodes to go over next time or not oh, next shit. time but a time after that hmm. i guess so we'll know. do we'll do four and five. Do you well, I mean now uh, like we were wait. running off a fucking blue yeti and USB mics last time. You've got mixers and multiple mics now, obviously. I have, yeah. Wait, yeah. yeah. So we can, it'll be way easier to record this time around when I like. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So that means so that means that would mean if next episode we do four and five, the episode after we'll do six, seven, eight, and nine right well no we're not doing four and five because i won't be here the next that's always podcast oh so you're not here next at all oh wait no, oh so that means i go friday next week i fly right so hang on yeah. so how many weeks have we got between so how many episodes do we have we've got uh four five six and then i'm with seven? you from the third of october yes which is when episode seven comes out right we can have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Well, it'll all yeah. be Game of Thrones. It'll all be Game of Thrones. 
Wow. And then we'll I have guess, to do yeah. a, club, a clubhouse in person as well. And we then a full pillars four episodes, that'll be crazy. And yeah. then there'll be a few yeah. episodes of Rings of Power as well, which we can go over. But I'm, you know, I, d- I doubt that'll be as in-depth as... Uh, yeah, I'll just have to use your office and do my yeah. Rings of Power podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. It'll be so weird for <laughs> you not to be there and I'm in your office doing a video. You I kind of want to do it because everyone will I kind of want to do it. Yeah, you have to. Because everyone will be like, oh, I want to see Tyler make a video at James's office. And they'll watch it anyway. Yeah. I sort of want to do it out of just the novelty of, <clears throat> of doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah. Be good. Um, <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, that's it. We've I done it with so. Smash Through. This episode of the Azores Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, for listening, for watching. Be mm-hmm. sure to rate us on all your podcast services. Like the video. On, here on the Four Pillars Network on YouTube. Subscribe to the Four Pillars Network uh, and stay up to date with obviously this podcast, the Four Pillars Podcast, and my Rings of Power Law episode breakdowns as well. Go check out and support that first one. Would greatly appreciate it. And of course, thank you to the great people over at patreon.com forward slash as always for making the show happen. We wouldn't be here without you. And for as little as a dollar a month, you get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're not doing it, go do it. It's super cheap. Over 145 mm-hmm. episodes of it. And you can come on travel adventures with us. It's the best segment ever. It oh, may yeah. be the greatest segment we've ever come up with. And I'm not joking. Really I, I absolutely like love doing it. I wish we could do more than one an episode. It's so fucking funny. It's great. It's um, the best. It's, and then coming, my favorite part's coming up with the names we come up with for the episode titles. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I and the way I came up with this last episode, you weren't there. It was winner, win. You know the phrase winner, winner, chicken dinner? I'm not, yeah, that might be an yeah. Australian thing. No, oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, um, it's not. So I went to this cafe in the town of Winner in South Dakota yeah. and on the sign it said chicken dinners. And uh, I was like, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I was like, oh, that's perfect. fucking perfect. It writes itself. Um, yeah, right. I was like, this is the easiest uh, title of all time. Because <laughs> um, I just said it. I just literally said winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'm like, oh, that's the title. Hold on. Let me write it down. Um, perfect. But yeah, head over there, check it out. Thank you everyone for supporting us uh, and in the $5 tier and above, you get on the credits at the end of every podcast. So thank you to Baron Keen, Damien the Top Orange Gnome, Ferentino, Flash Pirate, King Richard III, Albrecht, Ryan Hafer, Bullsack 47, Aragon, Kimber Summer Gamer, Cream Pies, Hashtag Make the Nice Guys 2, Please for the Love of Fuck Hollywood, Adam Sunling, Alfie Rodbert, Andrew, Big Dick, 6699, Ben Higgins, and Thankful for Stick Brethren, Ben and Clubbers, BFHC, Biggest Fucking Virgin, Bodge, BQ Overlord, The Elder Brian Ford, Call Me Daddy, Callum, aka I Used to Be the Thethmas, but then I took an arrow to the knee, Christian 0210, Disciple Alaric, Eli, Redito Hacker, Ethan Dean, Fat Fuck Cuck, Fishy, Furious Coco, Gene, Give Me a Penis, Geeko Swag, Gwen Hughes, Hammered the Weeb, Jack. DG 1998, Jaden B. Bennett, Joe the Founder Scab, John Lang, Josh Duvillier, Josh J. Anderson, Josh Ramora, Kid Ghostly, Liam Loden, Lucas R05, Lumistrad, Mario5380, Mass the Bass, Max H, Muddy Unicorn, Nick Miller, Otaku World 7, a Best of Ever Mod Brownie, Play the Rules, Radok, Ravjai, Son of a Bitch, OG Doggo, Spiky Buck, Spell and Drunk the Blue Cow, Tom Welling Simp, Tony Walshy, and Zeppo. Thank you, Sweet Vince Lads, for helping out this podcast. We will see you next week for right here on the Four Pillars Network for another episode of the Four Pillars Podcast, another breakdown for the Rings of Power from me, and on Patreon for another episode of the Clubhouse Podcast. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye. See you later, everybody.